0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 164 Disney for Dummies. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt.
1: What's up? I am the dummy. And Tom. What's up, everybody? We're
0: three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to complete stop, and then let's do Disney. Pete, did you hear what I just heard? What the fuck was that? I
1: did not. I said, "What's up, everybody?"
0: You sounded a little off. He,
1: he sounded like the like the butler in Scary
0: Movie.
2: So I saw both the little hand.
1: Like, Grab <laughs> the strong hand.
2: <laughs> I, I saw both of you look at me weird, it, and I kind of looked back. Like I said, "What's up, everybody?"
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was what's I can't explain it, but you did sound like the butler in scary movie.
2: That, That's exactly was it, right. Was it kind of like
0: "What's up, everybody"?
2: Like that? That high? Pitch it was something like
1: that. I didn't know if you were going oh, for like yeah. a Mickey thing, or but it, it didn't. It didn't land. I I, I can't uh, wait to hear it back. Pete's gonna crack up when he edits this. I I almost
2: want to restart the episode, but we're we're 164 in now. I mean, we have nothing to hide, and and I obviously uh, hit puberty there whenever I said "What's <laughs> up, everybody." So
0: the the theme of this episode, I want to get this out here, is there are no stupid questions, just stupid people.
2: Okay, okay, hold on, (laughs) Pete. I think Matt wanted to call it Disney for Dummies.
0: That's what we called it. That's what we called it. But
2: now you're, you're, let's just stay with that theme. I mean, let's not go into there are no stupid people, just
1: stupid questions. I mean, what's that about? No, no, well, exactly no, the no vice versa. Questions. There are no stupid questions, just stupid people. So I mean, he's just basically taking a shot at me. It's okay. <laughs> um, so a little bit of clarity here on this episode. I mean, are we gonna? We're not really diving into news. We'll do another episode later with some news on here. But um, this is kind of a, I don't want to say spur of the moment topic, but it definitely is a topic that popped up here recently. So as as many of you know, I'm going to Disney with the guys on the the Men Do Disney trip um, in September. So I thought that was my next trip to Disney, but it turns out my wife and I will actually be going to Disney in August for a couple days. So when we decided to make this trip, it was kind of a last minute thing. And I was super shocked that that's what she wanted to do. You know, we're, we're celebrating a couple of things and it just, we were going to do a trip. We just didn't know where. And it's turned into a Walt Disney world trip. well, Unfortunately for us, I've never planned a Walt Disney World vacation. Um, you know, with the My Disney Experience app and My Disney Experience online, and and booking a lot of reservations and park reservations and things online. When I'm, when us the guys you know planned our Disney trip for for September, I literally just gave Tom my credit card. I gave Tom my 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 Disney Experience username and password. And I was hands off, like I didn't do anything. So to do this, to plan a trip and pay for everything. I mean, I think as soon as I bought the tickets, I, I texted Tom and I was like, hey, wh- where do I get a hotel? How, how do I get a hotel? Pete, and, and how, how do I buy Tom, a ticket? How do I link I a were, ticket?
0: Tom and I were texting uh, as this was going on. And, and essentially we both said, nah, he'll figure it out. He's all good. He's on a Disney podcast. He needs to know this stuff. So, we will, let's talk about this. Let's, let's pause for just a second to hear from uh, Kingdom Strollers, and then uh, we'll, we'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll dive into this topic, because this, is, this, to me, is going to be a fascinating episode.
3: So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun, but you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today.
1: All right, so... um... Real quick, you know, it's, it's really funny. I started, I called Tom because I had a, an early morning. Um, I'll just do the whole play-by-play. Play. I, I had an oh, early let's morning. Back up.
0: Let's, let's talk about how early. Back let's,
2: up. Mr. Let's kid. pause at that point. So I kind of want to give the play-by-play play from my perspective. We live in Eastern Standard time zone. But I travel quite a bit for work. And I texted our Mindu Disney countdown and updated the date. And said whatever it was to our trip, whatever it was till dining reservations. And Matt is in that text group, obviously.
1: And Which he was calls six, it was six it was six eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time when you texted that. So it's five eleven my time where I was at in the world.
2: And he calls me, and he's like, "Hey, hey, man, what's up?" Like shortly after that, and I said, "Oh, just an early morning where I'm at." He goes, "Yeah, well, I saw you were awake and figured I'd give you a call." Doesn't take into account that I'm in central time zone and I'm trying to go back to sleep, but he's like, got some news about Disney and and I'll, and I'll leave it there. But I I just want to talk about how Matt did not listen to my response that I was very, very early where I was and I was very tired. He just wanted to tell me these very exciting plans he has.
1: So, so the long story short, yeah, I call, I call Tom and, you know, and, and Tom didn't tell me he wanted to go back to sleep. If he just told me that he he would have been fine. He told me that he was, in the middle of prepping for an, an important meeting he had at work that day. And so I was like, okay, well, I can talk to you for five seconds. I mean, it's not a big deal. But I didn't, he was just trying to get off the phone with me just so he could go back to sleep. And so I didn't know that part. So anyway, long story short, you know, we go ahead and, you know, Tom's like, I tell Tom, I'm like, on the phone, you know, cool thing, you know, the, the dates I'm looking at, you know, if I book this on Thursday and I was talking to him on a Tuesday. You know, I'll be sixty days out, so that's the perfect time to start getting my my dinner reservations. And Tom was like, "Dude, um, you're already inside sixty days. You need to book this as soon as you possibly can. <laughs> Buy the tickets, inside,
2: link everything. You were inside like thirty five days. Like it wasn't even like it was a fifty nine day. Like you were when you said that. I'm like, wait, you said early the month you're going. I'm like, dude, you're inside thirty five days.
1: So, long story. So yeah, we're like- gonna."
0: Yeah. What what we're gonna address here is is we're gonna address all these questions that Matt had. I think, and, and this is gonna incorporate anything from how do you buy tickets, how do you set up the app, how do you get a hotel, how do you link stuff, what how do you make reservations, what what do you do to plan a Disney trip?
2: You know, Pete. I, one thing that I just want to mention. And and maybe you want to get to this later in the episode, but I think it's appropriate to talk about now because we are going to go through just the what we find or we believe is very, you know, basic or simple steps to plan a Disney trip. Pete and I and, and Matt along the way have probably missed the boat on, on what, you know, first time Disney goers need to be aware of. Because when Matt was texting me after my meeting or before my meeting, I think that morning, I think I sent back to him, there's a great podcast, the Men Do WW podcast. And then they have tips <laughs> for all of this. And I was kind of joking. I was on the phone with Pete I think when I texted it to him, but we never have addressed like the early stages of it. You know, we've always talked about hey, you have the app, here's how you make fast passes. here's what you prioritize. We've really never talked about, you know, the topic, right? Disney for dummies or uh, I always for some reason mess this up, but there are no stupid people but stupid questions or whatever you said earlier. We- we've always talked about the step after you have the app.
1: You have your tickets purchased. I mean we we're always like after that. So let's yeah. let's kind of start there. So I was kind of wondering how to how to purchase tickets. And you know, obviously I went to the Disney website and I went to the Disney website, but as soon as Pete found out about my trip, he sent me like five or six links to websites immediately. And honestly, Pete, I was a little overwhelmed at everything you were sending me. Because I was like, I don't know what any of this is. I was kind of worried it was going to be complicated, and I've only looked at one of the one of the links that you sent me even to this point. Because like, I kind of figured out some stuff. So I mean, let's talk about how I got tickets. Um, y- you know, for us, it's going to be a three days three days in the park, and we're going to try and hit Universal one day as well to do Harry Potter World and Islands of Adventure. So we're going to be down in Orlando for about five days, uh, five days, four nights. So what i found is, you know, if you go to UndercoverTourist.com and you're looking for um, park tickets, they're going to be slightly discounted than what you would find at Walt Disney World. However, if you're not going to do three days or more, you're really not going to see that big of a discount.
0: And an Undercover Tourist is really upfront and open about this. Um, if if you are buying, if you're buying a one day or a two day park ticket, they're not going to be cheaper than Disney. Uh any, anything three days or longer, they are going to be cheaper than Disney. And you know, the way they do this is they're a travel agency, right? So they get some some kind of kickback from Disney for selling tickets and they pass along some of that kickback to the consumer. Um, so you ended up buying through the Disney website, but um but yeah in, in so in your case that that was that was cheaper. But but yeah undercover tourist in in my experience, has been the cheapest place to get any kind of tickets longer than longer than a two day ticket,
2: and and I think that's important to kind of note that the Matt did choose to go through Disney, and and I think that's fine, right? I, I, a lot of people who have not been to the parks recently are more comfortable going through Disney, and it's it's not a huge savings to go through some of the third party websites that we've discussed. But if you want to make sure everything's linked up in the app immediately, you don't have to have any extra steps to putting that together. That's the most comfortable way to go through your Disney trip. And and I'm not, you know, we've we've preached undercover tourists. I, I can already see Pete shaking his head, but you don't have to go that route. You can go right to DisneyWorld.com and you can place your ticket order. It'll roll right under your profile that you already have on, on the app or on the website.
1: So, and to that point, um, me being a newbie, I think it's really critical for, you know, a lot of our listeners to hear this. I actually didn't feel comfortable um purchasing the tickets on disney.com or undercover tourists. I wanted to talk to somebody at Disney. So I actually was on hold for 30 minutes and then I talked to um I talked to an amazing cast member named um, Deborah. She was fantastic and you know, we bought these tickets. Well, then I had the tickets and then I called Pete and I said, "Pete, how do I reserve a park? I I can't figure this out. And one thing that I did realize, excuse me, is that the website can be a little glitchy and it can take some reloading. And I actually found that it was better to not use Google Chrome as the web browser and to use Safari or to use, um, I mean, even, even like Microsoft's version of the internet. I don't even know what it's called anymore, but I've had better success not using Chrome like the the pages didn't lock up and the pages you know loaded correctly but Pete and I had to figure out how to you know buying the tickets directly from Disney I had to attach them to our plan and so yeah go ahead Pete
0: so if if you buy if you buy on the website so if you buy from disneyworld.com you buy through the website the tickets are automatically going to be linked to your my disney experience account and you're going to see them and you're going to immediately be able to make park reservations if 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 you buy them over the phone like Matt did you actually have to link them and it's a, it's the exact same process that you would use to link tickets that you bought through a third party through an underco- undercover tourist uh, they give you a confirmation number you type in that confirmation number and it links the tickets to your account because you know and, and maybe we've glossed over this fact because I mean, Matt wasn't super clear on it but but you do have to have a park reservation now to get into any theme park at Disney. If you show up without a, without a park reservation, they're not going to let you in. Uh, and, and along that same path, park hopping, you know, you can park hop to any park you want after two o'clock, but you do have to have a park reservation for that day. And you have to have visited that park on that day before you can park hop anywhere else. So if you want to go to Hollywood studios at two o'clock, that's fine but you have to have a park pass reservation and you have to have visited whatever park you have a reservation for prior to park hopping to Hollywood studios at two o'clock.
1: So I guess like where that kind of takes us now, Pete is, you know, obviously I'm going with my wife. So the first thing that Pete said is if you're going with your wife, she needs to have a, my Disney experience um, profile as well. And that you need to be friends. You need to be linked together and you have to be connected and she has to accept your friend request. And, you know, for me, who was trying to make these reservations for parks, like I was getting kind of worried inside 40 days. And I was kind of saying like, OK, I was telling my wife, you need to do this immediately. Like, I know you got stuff going on, but as soon as as soon as possible, your lunch break, like, please go set this up. And thankfully, she was on her lunch break when we when we did this. So but yeah, Pete, talk about this process, because it was something that was that I had to that that kind of stressed me out, to be honest.
0: Yeah, so there's there's two, really a couple of different ways you can handle this. One, you can handle it like you did where every member of your party makes their own My Disney Experience account. You then essentially become friends with them on on My Disney Experience. Once you're friends with somebody, you can you can make then make plans for that person. You can make park reservations for that person. You can make dining reservations for that person. If if FastPass returns you can make fast pass reservations for that person once you're friends with them. So, and that's, it's referred to on the Disney website as my planning party. Once somebody's a a member of your planning party, you can book all this with them. So that's one, one way to do it. The other way to do it is you can actually create a profile on the, my Disney experience website that, uh, that you manage. So in other words, this person does not have their own my Disney experience profile. You create a profile for them and then you manage everything for them. And I, I did this with my daughter. Uh when when I went with her recently to Disney World. We uh we just set up a kind of a sub account, I guess, under her name. And I was able to manage all her plans. Because obviously she's she's four, right? She doesn't have an email address.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was actually I was joking with Pete. I was like, this is the one time I'm gonna have a say in my life, in my wife's life, because I'm <laughs> literally making her plans, linking her to my plans. And sorry, babe, you got to go with me right now. And normally it doesn't work that way in my household. So, so that was interesting. But the cool thing too, is I'm, I realized that I'm linked to both of you. I'm linked to our two other friends that are going on the trip. And I got a little confused when I was scrolling through there. And I was like, I'm not going to Disney world in July. Why does it keep showing me a, a, a plan? Yeah. So
2: Matt, I'll tell you, Sometimes I've had trips planned in the future and one of our good buddies who's an annual pass holder, DVC holder, he's got like 10 trips planned over me and I'm scrolling through making reservations for the wrong thing. So I've actually turned off, there's a couple settings in the app and and if you guys have touched on this, I had to step away for a second, but you can, you can pick, you know, share all my plans or, or share none of my plans. And for you, Matt, if you remember, I texted you and said, are you sure you have the reservation that you had to be our guest, right? And you said, "Yeah, I think so, but I couldn't see it. And so I wondered if it was under the sub account that I'm not friends with, or if uh, you just did it incorrectly." Uh, but yeah, when you when you go through the pl- my plans, you can see anyone you're connected with and anyone that you have decided to share all plans with.
1: And so I just shared all plans with everybody, and I think it's because you know my wife isn't friends with you guys right now. I mean, we can make that happen, but um, but no, I mean maybe maybe it's just a safety thing, you know, just. Not telling people where where you're eating at what time and whatnot because could you see what park I was going to? Yeah, yeah.
2: So you can see the park reservations. It it really is that account that you made, which sounds like you made kind of a sub account. Or
1: no, 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 no my my wife made her own account, and then I I became friends with her, and now somehow I can make reservations for her. Absolutely, yep.
2: So so we've done that for our trip later in the year, but what I would say is that because Pete and I are not friends with your wife, we're not going to be able to see her plans at all.
1: Yeah. Um. So that that was a big thing there. And one of the things that we Pete and I were kind of talking about is you know, just understanding that it's important to, and this is like what I'm learning on the fly, but you're going to have parks that'll fill up in capacity just because we're still not at full capacity. So making plans, Almost what I found. This kind of leads us to an, another segue. Is kind of make plans around reservations, like dinner reservations, and then worry about the park after. Because well, when you're on when you're on a limited trip and you want to hit a certain restaurant, and this is what I'm, we can kind of troubleshoot this. We can talk about it. But I started out by just saying, okay, we're going to be at this park this day, this park that day, and another park the third day. And then I looked, and there were no res- there were no dinner reservations. I couldn't get a reservation at all. So, I'll so, let Tom talk now.
2: Yeah, I mean, he, here's the way I'm thinking about it. And Pete, please correct me if you think differently. Historically, I think you make your plans around the, the dinner or dining reservations you can make. Today, you got to go park reservation first. and that And that's the thing we've complained about. Like, when we've talked about where Disney's not executing well, it's so difficult to find the park reservations you want. And, and again, we're recording this in the month of July, right? It's it's probably going to loosen up. But to get the park reservation and the dining reservation, really, really challenging. Where in the past, yeah. there's no park limitation or park reservation in place. So you <coughs> you get the dining reservation you want and you put, and you said, that's the park we're going to that day.
1: So here's 100%. a real, here's a real life thing that I'm kind of worried about. And I kind of want to get y'all's feedback on it live. So w- the very first day we're going to be in the park, we're going to go to Animal Kingdom. However, you know, we do have park hopper. So I just thought that was the best thing to do it for three days. Just maximize the trip, get as many places as we can. And knowing that my wife's going to get sick of something before I do. And it will be nice to change things up a little bit. So I have a park ticket for Animal Kingdom, but a dinner reservation in Epcot. And I'm not worried about getting into Epcot after two o'clock. I think we'll be fine park hopping. But one of the things that Pete brought up is, yeah, you can make a reservation anywhere you want. But if you can't get into the park and you don't cancel that reservation, they're going to charge you $10 per par- person in your party. And you got to make sure you get there. But do you think we're going to have any issue with park hopping in, you know, in August when we go?
0: No. And I'll tell you that nope, Disney has never cut off park hopping. Since since they've reopened they have never, they've never not allowed park hopping to any park on any day. Now, the the July first, when the fireworks started back up at Magic Kingdom, and at EPCOT, I I don't know if they I don't know if they cut it off. I had not heard that they cut it off. Uh, I know they expected big crowds, but even even then, with pretty much everybody going to those two parks to see the fireworks come back, they didn't cut off park hopping. So no, you're not going to have a problem getting into that park, but, but, but I think Tom's right here in that the, the way it used to be, especially because you used to be able to make dining reservations 120 days out, you would make your dining reservations and then you would plan your park days and then you would get fast passes for the parks based on where your dining reservations were. Now that you're 60 days out with uh, dining reservations, but you can make park reservations half a year in advance – you make your park reservations first and then you have to make your dining reservations fit your park reservations.
2: And he, and here's the thing that I actually forgot about. I mean, I forgot that you didn't always have to pick the park you were going to, right? You buy park hopper, you can pick your fast passes, pick your dining reservation, no issue. The only thing I would say in regards to park hopper. You're correct, Pete. They they've never you know, they've never stopped entry. But haven't they stopped selling
0: like day of? You know, I I've I've well, heard that from we've one person, have.
1: but, but I don't, I don't know that that's ever been the case. So, so m- um, maybe. So taking it to another step, let's just talk about my planning experience right now, which it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I'm addicted to it. I'm checking my Disney experience all the time. I'm on the internet, like on my, I say the internet, I'm on like an actual computer, like you're know, searching. Cause it's a lot easier to make reservations. I think it's maybe the only way to make reservations for parks. I don't know if you can do that on your, on your, on your phone, but okay. Anyway, I'm on a computer, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've actually changed which park we're going to a few times based on the reservations I could get. When I first looked, you know, my wife had two requests. She wanted to do Hollywood studios and she wanted to eat at be our guest. And so I'm sitting there and I'm even looking at outdated information. And so I, I text Pete and I say, Hey Pete, you know, look online, a line and it says that, you know, you can have lunch as a quick service at be our guest and you can eat in the dining room and it's actually seated. They bring your food out to you. It might be, you know, a little bit less expensive than dinner. And Pete's like, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. So
0: (laughs) we, we did that on, on the first menu trip back in what? 2016. Yeah. And so we had lunch at be our guest and yeah, it was like $27 a person or something like that.
1: So I was a little panicky though, because I was like, I told my wife, yeah, you know, we're going to have a great trip. We're going to do this. And I'm like, Crap. I don't think I can get in to be our guest. Like, I just don't think it's going to be possible. Like, I mean, 35 days out, I was like, I'm literally sitting there and like, there are, I mean, not just be our guest. Like, I'm looking at like Tony's Town Square has no availability. Crystal Palace has no availability. I'm thinking like, we're going to be bringing sandwiches, like peanut butter and jelly into the park so we can eat, <laughs> you or, know. God and,
0: forbid eating at Casey's Corner.
1: Yeah. I mean, because I mean, I told, told my wife, like, Hey, we're going to have to, we're gonna have to eat there every meal. But, but anyway, so then Pete, you know, one of the links that Pete did give me and I'm gonna let Pete talk about it is and Tom, you've talked about it before on this podcast, but like, I don't know if we've ever told someone how to go to this website and how to use this website.
2: So Pete is definitely the pro on the website we're discussing, but I kind of want to share just a funny moment. It's typically like a Patreon moment we would share when you called me and said, be our guest. Pete and I giggled like little kids. Like he's not getting be our guest. You know he talks about you know almost sixty days out and you were thirty five days out. It was one of those things where it just seemed so unrealistic. And and even Ogas as as a place you wanted to go, there are people cool. there are listeners of this podcast that have not been able to capture Ogas. So I do want to let Pete share a little bit of, a little bit about the reservation finder. He's actually the person who found that for our group. And utilizes it better than anyone I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, talk about that, Pete.
0: Yeah, so and, and there's a couple of these out there. If if you Google Disney World Dining Reservation Finder, you'll come up with a couple of them. Uh, but but the one that the one that we typically use is through touringplans.com. It'll it enables you to with a with a free account, you can you can select up to two restaurants that you want to find times for. I think if you pay for it, you can have four or five different searches running. But uh, but yeah, this has been kind of the secret to our success in getting Disney Dining set up uh, is is running this Reservation Finder. Obviously, 60 days out, we're getting on. We're trying to get the, the restaurants that we want, right? But in the case of my last trip with my wife and and my kid, we, we didn't book it until like 45 days out. In the case with Matt and his wife, they're not booking until 35 days out. So sometimes you're outside that window. This What this does is it uh, it searches the Disney website constantly for you. When it finds a reservation that meets your criteria, it sends you a text message with a link. You click on that link and boom, you've got it. You've, you've got the dining reservation. All you have to do is book it at that point. Now, it doesn't book it automatically for you. Uh, it, so you do have to do a little work. A lot of the times it'll send you a text message. I mean, I've, I've been woken up at three o'clock in the morning before. Actually, I think the first time I ever got an Ogas Cantina reservation, I got a text message at three o'clock in the morning telling me, hey, this Ogas is available and, and grabbed it. But this enables, this enables you to get, you know, for the most part, whatever you want if, if you set it running. Now, it's not perfect. It's not an exact system. But, but we've had really good luck with it.
1: A couple things I will say about it. And look, I'm going to tell you about my successes, but I'm also going to tell you like my, my feelings on the website. So number one, yeah, you can have two, two restaurants searching, you know, at all times, you know, for, and you can do breakfast, lunch, dinner, right? So you can say, you know, when you want to go and I'll be honest, it's very quick. Like, you know, you get a, you get a notification, and you log on and you you pretty much will get the reservation if you're if you're close to your phone or your email and you're paying attention. Now I have just randomly been on the the Disney dining reservation webpage and found something, saw something before it has actually sent me a notification. So I don't think it's I mean, obviously we're not paying for it. It's not scanning every second, right? But um I did mess around with it today and I released a reservation that I still had an ongoing search for for just for a different time. And it texted me within five minutes that my reservation, I just gave up, was open again. So pretty quick. Um, I got very, very lucky. And I say lucky, but um, really quick before I go into that story, it's $17.95 for a one-year subscription. So if you are, you know, somebody that lives close to Orlando, if you're somebody that plans to go to Disney multiple times and you can have more than two, you know, rolling searches at a time, you know, make sure you do take advantage of this. And I, I would not be opposed to paying seventeen ninety five. I, I thought about doing it just because I was gonna have back to back trips and back to back months, you know, one with, you know, my wife and, and one with you guys. But I did I didn't pay for it. Um also, w- once you get a notification, you have to make sure you go back into the website and start a new search or restart that same search because it's not going to automatically, you know, just start the next search. Like once it finds one, it's going to stop. And I don't know if that's the same for, you know, having like a, an annual or an annual pad, like an annual subscription. I don't know if it would just restart itself. We just have the free version. But... um I did get a be our guest dinner reservation off of this on the first day I used it, which was you know something that just really gave me a a sigh of relief that I'm able to take my wife to this. The downside is my reservation at be our guest is at 3:50 p.m., so it's a very early dinner. Uh, But one thing Pete did tell me is this dinner is a long dinner, like it's not necessarily like you in and out in an hour. It might be a two hour meal. So I kind of thought to myself, getting out of there at 5.50, 6 p.m., you know, that's gonna give us that's gonna free us up for fireworks, it's gonna free us up for um, projection shows, it's gonna free us up for everything that we might want to do at the Magic Kingdom that evening. So after talking to my wife, she was okay with it. Now the funny thing is we've done some predictions for our men do Disney podcast. And one of the predictions was we we're gonna have two reservations at OGA's. And guys, I had no idea that there, we have some listeners and people that we know that don't get OGA reservations. At one point yesterday, I had two OGA reservations for the same day, spread out about two hours apart. And just to let you know, I got both of those from, you know, the Reservation Finder website. And if I was going with, with the two of you, I would have kept both of them, right? Like that would have been something we, we definitely would have done. And so th- those reservations were 1:55 p.m. and I think um 4:10 p.m. so it'd have been spread out a little bit. And so I, I guess I say all that to say like 60 days out, like I know that now that I understand what you guys are talking about, when our trip is 60 days out, we're all going to be on the reservation finder. We're going to be tag teaming this. Like I think it's important for everyone in your party to make an account and be searching you know, nonstop. Would you guys agree with that? I know that a little long winded, but I just kind of want to get out my experience with it. And th- by the way, 35 days out, we're having early dinners every single night because it's impossible to find like a later dinner.
2: So, so to speak to your dinner point a little bit, Disney restaurants are not to full capacity. So all the reservations that were already difficult to get at 120 days, or are even more difficult to get at 35, right? I think to talk about your Ogas, you've been, in my opinion, Pete, interject please, very fortunate to find two. I think because you have a party of two, that's a little more rare in Disney World. I think there's a lot of parties of four, five, six plus. And the way the layout is, and I don't want to spoil anything for for you or our listeners, but it's a tight area. I mean, it's a small lounge, essentially. And the way they're spacing people at the bar, at their stand-up tables and at the seated tables, you know, they can't... I don't, I don't know, Pete. How many people do you think they fit in there?
0: You know, if it's 50, may, maybe 50. Now, I, I was I'm say sure 40, that this... So, yeah, we're, I'm yeah, right with you. I'm sure that this is going to loosen up. I mean, certainly it's, it's no bigger than a Trader Sam's is, right? Uh, oh, I, 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 I think...
2: It, yeah, I'm with you. It's slightly bigger, I mean, if, maybe.
0: You know, if you, if you think back to if you think back to pre pre-closure, I mean they they crammed people in here. You know, my first t- trip and and Tom, I think you went the earlier than I did, right? I think it was the same day or the day yeah, I before think it was the, either like day that.
2: before or the morning of
0: yeah we went we both went separately, so we both went solo to Ogas for the first time, and I got crammed at the bar and I barely had room to breathe let alone drink my drink because there were so many people in there now obviously that has changed significantly, but I think that I think that we start to get back more to the you know elbows to elbows to elbows in ogas
1: and I think that's kind of I mean I've never been to Ogas I'm excited to go and but I think that's also kind of by design. Like if you were at an Ogas in the Star Wars realm, it might be, you know, elbow to elbow, grab drinks, and then, you know, it's kind of it's kind of creating that ambiance. But um, but yeah, like I'm just I was think I was actually surprised. Like I'm such a newbie. Like the fact that y'all are like, wait, you have two Ogas, go both times. Like don't miss out. Like, but I think Tom, you also to your point, like it's gonna be that would be an expensive. Two 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 trips to Ogas like it's not a cheap place to go, um. So that's the other thing we're kind of weighing. Like obviously we're celebrating some some big things with us, so we're money is not really an object for us on this particular trip. Um, not that we're gonna blow it out, but like you know we we planned and we budgeted and you know we we've done a lot. Go ahead, Tom. I wish you could see. Pete and I, you know, it's like the
2: episode, maybe a Patreon. We talked about fast passes coming back and we looked like sick, like the Grinch. We mm-hmm. both just, we looked alarmed when he said money's not an issue. Do not tell Disney that because they will, they'll trap you in, in uh, the whole money's Mickey, not an issue thing.
0: Mickey will be standing out there with his handout waiting for you.
2: Yeah. Mickey will give you a distance photo with his handout.
1: <laughs> so, so one thing we have not talked about yet is, um, you know, where you're going to stay. And one thing that I've seen here, and I, and guys, I mean, I have to assume that, you know, this is the case. Um, looking at one of our other French trips, there's a, um, it looks like you can link hotels that are not associated necessarily with Disney World that'll be on your trip. And, you know, I'm still figuring out the hotel. Like, I know we're going to stay. I'm just waiting for some credit card points to, you know, stay there for free instead of paying for it now. but go ahead with like where you stay, how you link it and this whole, my Disney experience app. So, so yeah, I
0: mean, obviously if you're going to, if you're going to book a Disney hotel through Disney, you know, through the Disney world website, all that's going to be automatically linked to your, my Disney experience account. Um Right now, until October 1st, there are no benefits for staying at a Disney resort. Now come October 1st, you will be able to get into the to the uh, to the parks an hour early if you're staying at a Disney resort. If you're staying at a deluxe resort, you'll be able to stay thirty minutes past close. So, but right now, there's no benefit to there's no benefits to staying at a Disney resort. The
1: only real benefit that I've seen is they're having that summer run they always have, where it's twenty five percent off rooms if you stay, you know, in a, in a Disney resort. Which and we've talked about this at length on another podcast. Is that actually worth it? I don't know, but that that is something I saw like, you know, not booking a package, just booking a room, you can get twenty five percent off a Disney room. So twenty five percent off,
0: you know, three, four, five hundred bucks a night.
1: That ain't yeah. saving
0: you a whole lot. No. But so you I just know, want to be clear in my opinion for the, for the right listeners. now. Yeah, in, in my opinion right now, the the better option, at least until October first, is gonna be staying in a Disney Springs area hotel, be it one of the Hilton's, be it one of the Marriott's, be it you know, there's there's a number of hotels in that Disney Springs area. They're all within an easy Uber distance. Now, yeah, you miss out on riding the monorail into the parks. You you miss out on riding the Skyliner into the parks. But the savings, you know, you're you're talking a hundred dollars a night at the Hilton versus the cheap the cheapest Disney affiliated hotel that I've seen. Is about two hundred and fifty dollars a night, and that's at the uh, at the Dolphin. So you're talking half the cost, and 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 again, until October first, you're not getting any benefit staying on Disney property other than proximity to the parks.
1: Yeah, but, you, but so- yes,
0: you, you can any of those Disney Springs hotels. You can link to your my Disney experience. I don't I don't know what
1: benefit it really doesn't really do anything for you other than you can see it in your plans. So a couple of quick hitters here, and this is just because I I know that you can take a Disney bus to Disney Springs if you stay at a Disney Springs area hotel. How far away are the buses that you could actually use to get around Disney? Is that something you can do, or are you still gonna have to drive to the parks? Now you're
0: you either need to drive to the parks. Now there is a Hilton with a sky bridge to Disney Springs, so theoretically you could walk to Disney Springs and take a bus. But I don't. If I'm not mistaken, the buses from Disney Springs don't start running until about an hour after park open. And I think they do that so that people don't just... Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they do it so people don't park at Disney Springs and then take the buses into theme parks. So
2: if, if you talk about Disney Springs hotels, there are some that have a bus company that actually picks up from each hotel. I don't remember the cadence. I Maybe every... It's,
0: it's, it's terrible. They're terrible. Yeah,
2: well... It's it's free, right? It's included. With it's stay, free, but it's not yeah. great. The the um, you're absolutely right, Pete. They don't allow people. They allow people to park at Disney Springs for free every day, but they're not going to start the Disney bus service until after two or three o'clock or something like that. The only other benefit that I see, and I think you said, pre October first, right? The only benefit of staying on Disney property. Is after October 1st, deluxe hotels are going to have extra magic hours. So,
0: well, everybody will be able to get in, everybody staying at a Disney resort will be able to get in an hour early. And then deluxe guests will be able to stay 30 minutes late, which I think is on the surface,
2: that doesn't seem like a lot. And it may not be. But if I mean, if I'm a deluxe member or deluxe hotel goer, I would have rather had the hour early and 30 minutes late. You know, nobody outside of deluxe uh hotel folks can get that. But Disney is starting to bring back those extra magic hours. So it's not really it doesn't really apply to your trip, Matt, or our trip, even as a as a Mendo Disney trip. But it's something to be cognizant of.
0: And 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 again, this is not going to be every day and every night. No- well, I think I think the early entry is going to be every day, but the evening hours are not going to be every day.
1: Yeah. Um so another quick question, I'm gonna try and get some quick hitters here before we gotta hop off. How far in advance do I have to cancel a reservation to a restaurant
0: so, oh. day, so day before and, and so, i'm gonna i'm going throw this out here
2: I'm laughing pete because there, there's a a different answer to that
0: so we had a we had a and, and i'll just tell the story Tom and his wife and I were in line for or we actually were on Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. And the ride broke down at the last scene. We ended up sitting there for about thirty minutes. This was after park closed, so we had a uh, we had a reservation at Ogus Cantina at like nine. I think the park closed at nine o'clock or eight o'clock. I think it closed at eight o'clock. We had a park res- or a, a reservation at Ogus Cantina at eight twenty. Well, we were stuck on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway until like eight forty five or nine o'clock or something ridiculous like that so by the by the time we uh by the time we got off we'd already we had already missed our reservation, and uh so I asked the cast member, "Hey, you know what do I need to do so I don't get charged for missing the reservation?" And she said, "Oh, just move your reservation out so there's there's a loophole in <laughs> in Disney's reservation system that hasn't been closed yet because I've used it several times where if you cancel a reservation the day of." you get charged for missing the reservation. So you get charged $10 a person. But if you move that reservation to say the next day or a week out or a month out, and then you cancel it, you don't get charged for the
1: reservation. So how do you move that? That's my next question. Like, is there a way to easily move a reservation? Are you just like, do you just book yeah. a new reservation or do you just say, yeah, talk, you talk just, about you about just
0: modify You Yeah. You, you go into the app, you modify your existing reservation. You find the next open time, you move it to that time and then you cancel
1: it. Yeah, I'm looking so, right now, I can see change reservation and Okay. Oh wow. here's yeah, something so you, I you think just is, modify it. That's pretty cool.
2: So to this is something I think is valuable for the episode. So Matt, as you look to refine your trip, you can constantly go to that reservation you have and look at modify and just pick every time slot. See if, if you can improve a lunch or a dinner, whatever you want to do on your trip you know, when I talked to my wife about Matt going with his wife, it was, man, I'm a little nervous because they haven't used the app in the park. And, and that's a real concern. I mean, when I went with my wife, it had been years since I'd been to Disney and she had used the app on multiple trips with her family. And she kind of taught me how to do it in, in, you know, when live bullets are coming by in in the park. And so you know, Matt, I think it's it's great for you to understand some of these different uh, different methods in the app to refine your park your your dinner reservations, right? Park reservations are, it's a whole new ballgame, right? We're we're still learning those, but you know, you go to that modify section. I think you had an OGUS for whatever time. You can keep clicking if you prefer a different time. You can. You, I always go and Pete. Maybe you d- disagree with me, but I always go to the reservation I have. And, and look at every single hour slot or every 30 yep. minute slot. Yeah, I did. That's it what I've been
1: doing. Looking at it as well. Online. Yeah, I, I would do
2: it. You can do it on your phone. You can do it through the app. You can do it online through the computer. You can do it all day, every day.
1: Yeah. Um, so one other thing before we get out of here, um, you guys were kind of concerned about, go ahead, Tom, what are you going to say? Well, my favorite thing is that Matt is using this like a Q and a for himself. He's just like, Hey, you know, while not happen,
0: he's, he's over here making notes. Yeah, while I have both
1: of no, your I, attention. I, I honestly, I wish I was making notes. Um, You guys are kind of worried about Rise of the Resistance and a boarding pass. So that's something that you guys actually use as a coordinated effort to make sure that your party gets a boarding pass and not just you. So, one of the things that I'm kind of worried about is if my wife is with me. As like you know, a park ticket for that day. I don't. I don't want to mess up like a park ticket. I don't want to mess up a dinner reservation. But I want to make sure I am, am at least attempting at seven a.m. to get a rise of the resistance boarding pass. And Tom was saying like Matt, we're gonna have to coach you up on this. Get you well. You guys are tried and true, but I've never done it.
0: So completely different process from park reservation, dining reservation. There's, there's a virtual queue section of the app, and, and that's where you're going to sign up for the Rise of Resistance boarding group. And, and yeah, I mean, what, what Tom and I have always done in the past and what we've had success with is about five minutes before, so 6.55 in this case, you, know, you get on, you get your, I don't know, can, can you select your party beforehand, Tom?
2: talking about uh boarding uh boarding groups. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it usually whatever party that you're associated with that has park passes will pop to that up that to that
0: park on that day. T- yeah. To Hollywood so, Studios, yep. So that really yeah, you want to you want to get on there about 5 minutes before um you know, make sure that you're you know, I've I've never done it connected to Wi-Fi. I've always done it connected to a cell phone network. That's always worked the best for me. Um and, and Tom and I tag team it. So one of us will start about forty-five seconds before seven. One of us will start about thirty seconds before seven. And you just click in, click out, click in, click out until you get until you get access to it. Because you know your phone time may not be exact with Disney's time, and these park passes go within. I mean, I would say less than a minute. They're gone at seven o'clock. So you really have to hit the time perfectly. And if you've got two people doing it. You know you've, you're twice as likely to to get that uh, to get that boarding group.
1: So that was something that was really really fun, um, and I, I'm excited. I, ho- I mean, listen, guys, if I can get a boarding pass to Rise of the Resistance with my wife, that really opens up a lot for the Mendu Disney trip, where we're not focused on getting Rise. Um, so trust me, guys, I'm gonna do the best I can. Uh,
0: we've look we've we've got another guy going on this trip who is obsessed with Rise of the Resistance. Like he won't, he may he may still try to ride it twice on our trip. Regardless, I think I think it might be his uh, his favorite thing to do at Disney. But but yeah, I mean it. It allows us to switch some things around if you are able to get it.
1: Now, one other and, thing um, that that I learned is you have two opportunities for Rise per day. You have the seven a.m. and I think you have what one p.m. or two p.m. Yeah, so
0: so yeah, seven a.m you can do from wherever as long as you have a park pass to Hollywood Studios that day. So from your hotel room, you know, again, six 59, get on there, start, start rolling through it. The, the second time is at one o'clock. And in order to, in order to do that, I'm, I'm 99% sure you actually have to be in the park at one o'clock in order to try for the second, uh, for the second time. So they, Open up reservations again at 1 o'clock. There's no guarantee they get through all the boarding groups at 1 o'clock. But in, in recent weeks, they've been doing better and better at getting through all those groups.
1: So the downside to not getting it at 7 and getting it at 1 o'clock is you might not have a boarding pass until like what time, Pete? Like park close. So you – I mean it could be
0: – yeah, it could be 7 o'clock, seven thirty, eight o'clock before you get on there.
1: Yeah, so and,
0: and they'll tell you they'll tell you in the app hey it's unlikely that you you will ride this ride today.
1: Okay. Um so you'll you'll know. So last thing I want to talk about before we get to the, the end of the episode and this is just something that I was like, you know, kind of talking to the the Disney cast member about. I kind of asked her when she thought fast passes would be coming back. And she said that she doesn't know for sure, but the scuttlebutt around the parks is when capacity increases again or another time after this, when it goes back to full capacity. We probably will see fast passes, which I was excited about because we've talked about the idea that fast passes don't come back. And 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 the the standpoint that I heard or the opinion I heard was that right now we don't need fast passes for the amount of capacity in the parks. So I don't know what you guys feel about that, but just something to keep in mind that we we might see fast passes again. We will likely see fast passes again.
0: I I will tell you on on my not my most recent trip because that was with my daughter and it was a little bit different, but on my trip in January, we got to the parks at rope drop and we were able to knock out substantially all of the rides that we wanted to ride. In the first two hours of the park being open, after those two hours had passed, lines really started to get crazy. And they really, you know, they started to get 30, 45, 50, 60, (coughs) excuse me, 70 minutes. And and at that point, you know, you don't want to wait in line anymore, right? You, You want to do, you want to find something else to do. So yes, it is feasible to do everything but not if you're waiting in 45-minute long lines for every attraction. And, and unfortunately, that's kind of where we are at this point, is that you know, by midday, most of these attractions are, are at that wait time.
2: Well, I mean, especially when you have a park it, at the present time of recording that Epcot's like 11 to 9. So uh, am I going to spend an hour plus in a line and, and waste one-tenth of my time within the last two weeks you've seen test track at one hundred and fifty minutes and stretched out all the way to the world showcase without and to animal a lot of
0: social and, and animal kingdom yeah and animal it goes all the way to animal kingdom i don't know if you know that
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, well that i think i think you're mistaking that for Kilimanjaro, it goes, which stretches it goes
0: it goes yeah. across the bridge to Africa and down festival so, lion game but you're right
2: here's here's what I'd say about fast passes I'm pretty confident the fastpass w- will be back in some capacity by September, certainly by October. but I think if if Disney has any plans internally to bring them back by October, they have to be back before then because well they've the got to announce them they've got the to demand. announce them
0: at at least thirty days out, right
2: yeah, right i mean the the demand to be in the park on October first and beyond uh D- Disney's going to have <coughs> a, a lot of opportunity to make some money on their hands. And so I I think fast passes come back. I don't know really. I don't really know the capacity they come back in, but I, I'm fairly confident to say. You know, Matt, for our trip, they're going to be back. Maybe for your trip with you and your wife, that they, they may be back. And if if that's the case, we have got a ton of work to do.
0: Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, but but you know what? I love that. I absolutely love that. I love playing that game. Trying to get the fast passes. So. Yeah, but I, but I think you're right. I think they do come back in some capacity. Does it become a deluxe deluxe resort guest get this for free? Everybody else has to pay for it. I can see that happening. You know, does, does it become a paid system like, again, we, we, we've talked about this at length. What form does it come back in? I don't think anybody knows right now, but Disney would be foolish. I mean, the market's there, right? The market is, is there.
2: Yeah. pent up demand right now is
1: unbelievable. Oh, I mean, I mean, just just looking at Universal, like, you know, we we're looking at going to specifically Harry Potter World, which we, I think, have you been there before? Has anyone on this podcast been there? Okay, nobody. But I mean, we, we thought about just getting like their Express Pass and to go just one day at Universal for me and my wife would be $252, right? And then if you want to add that in, it would be a... $450 to $500 day to do the unlimited express pass.
0: So, so Tom and I looked at going for a weekend to universal and our plan, our plan was to go what, like go down Friday night, go to universal on Saturday and then leave on Sunday. So we were going to do so universal one day.
2: I think it was actually going to, cause universal has dynamic pricing just like Disney. I think we were going to yes. do universal on Friday Epcot on Epcot Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah, what what yeah. actually halted the trip was the Epcot no no park reservations. However, uh, once we looked deeper into it, we're like
0: five holy smokes! It was smokes. five hundred dollars a person for the park ticket and the express pass to Universal.
2: So so my wife was going to come with us, and I told Pete, I I can't be $1, twelve hundred dollars twelve
1: hundred plus in on tickets for a two day deal. Mm-hmm. Well, I even looked we have some friends that live in Florida and I was looking at like Florida resident pass and like, there's not a big discount there at all for Florida residents. Like I'm semi hoping we don't have to go there just for my, for my pockets and my wallet, but that's going to be, it'll be a fun day, but we will not be doing, you know, we're not going to be doing the express, any, any express line. We'll just be there for the experience, the ambiance, and, Get on the ride that we can get on and call it a day. So, I'll tell you for, for my money,
2: I would do the Express Pass, but I'm, I'm like the guy who goes to Universal once every decade. You know, I don't know where you're at with it, but I, I would probably bite the bullet and say, I'm going to do everything while I'm there. I'm going to buy their Park Hopper, their version of Park Hopper, their Express Pass, and roll with it.
1: Oh, my, my wife doesn't want to do it. I almost told her, like, well, I'm going to buy it for myself, and you can just be jealous watching me ride all the rides because I'm going to get my money's worth. So I'll tell you a quick
2: story and I think I've shared this on the Patreon, but there's a theme park near where all of us live and my wife and I went to like a Halloween themed night and we get there and every roller coaster, every ride's an hour plus wait, but they have this express pass. And at the time, I mean, we're we're young, we're a young married couple and we don't really have the money to spend an extra 100 bucks a person, but I said it's it's worth the $200 to get to ride everything versus us standing in two lines and getting to do nothing. And we and got get, Yeah, exactly. So we spent it and, and it was well worth it. We actually left the park before midnight, like old people, like, yeah, we're all you know, we've done everything. We're gonna get on the road and get going home. But uh, no, I'm with you, Matt. I, I think there are times where you you bite the bullet and pay for it. And and I understand the other direction as well.
1: Well the fun thing about that is like in the park you're talking about, I've done that with my wife before and we drove a couple hours to get there. Got in the park at five we we paid the extra money and we left by nine nine thirty got home, slept in our bed, you know before we'd normally go to sleep on a weekend anyway, so yeah, lots of fun um, but I think that kind of ties up this episode. Is there anything else you guys wanna hit before go ahead, Tom, can you please say let's put a bow on it? yeah, so let's put a bow on this one. let's put a bow on it, a bow on this episode. We'll just. Tie it up tight in a bow. That, that was a little too much. That was just too yeah, much. Yeah, you, you, you pushed it a little a uh, little too far there.
0: Uh, anyway, let's go to the trivia and secret for the week. What do we got, Tom?
2: So, secret of the night. Did you know? Well, I'll ask you guys. What year do you think Main Street is based on? The year 1910. I I was going to say 1911. Nice. You were close. What year is Tomorrowland based on? 1969. 1986. Pretty close. Uh, Not as close as your first guess, but anyway. Yeah, Main Street was based on 1910 America, and Tomorrowland was based to represent 1986. Both were chosen because they were Haley Comet years.
0: Okay, I respect that. I like China that.
2: Neat. Going to the trivia question of last week, uh, we asked, or two weeks ago rather, we asked you, what is the Richard F. Irvine? This is a trivia question from Pete. It is the second riverboat at Walt Disney World. It was refurbished after it crashed, and it now is the Liberty Bell Riverboat, rather. Pretty good, Pete. You like that? I respect it. Here's one that I came up with. Trivia question of the week. What character is hidden along the brook in the gardens across from the tangled restrooms? So think about Walt Disney World. Uh, to, to place you where this is at, it's, it's in between Haunted Mansion and Fantasyland. There is a Disney character hidden all along the brook in the gardens across from the tangled restrooms. You can tweet us with your guests at Mendo.com. W podcast or email us at mendo at gmail.com.
1: I have a guess, but I'll I'll wait till next episode to release it. I'm pretty sure I'm right.
2: I I honestly think you waiting till next episode makes more sense for you because it'd be pretty bad to be a Disney podcast host and not know this answer. Well
0: it'd be pretty, it'd be pretty bad to be a Disney podcast host and not know how to buy tickets to Disney World,
1: right? Well, when when Tom said I think there's a podcast for that. That's the new Disney podcast. I knew we had to have this episode that we had tonight because we haven't really talked about it. So I'll, I'll tell you to get
2: one more jab in. Our loyal listeners are like, man, this was episode one twenty eight. You know why are we redoing it? <laughs> We're redoing it for our co-host Matt. <laughs>
0: Who obviously hasn't been present for 163 episodes.
1: Well, guys, this has been fun. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate your insight. And anyone that listens to this podcast more than I have has really gotten a gem of a podcast, a real treasure. So thank you guys for all your hard work. All
0: right. Well, that's what we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at Mendoowww at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.